don't, they, the flesh says, I'm angry. You see, whoever controls your body controls your emotions. So when your flesh is in charge, you become emotional. When your flesh is in charge, you are quick-tempered. When your flesh is in charge, you don't forgive easily. When your flesh is in charge, every, everything that anybody does hurts you so much. When your flesh is in charge, the word of God is difficult to follow. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. When the flesh is in charge, it becomes an enemy to the things of God. Hello? Ah, uh, you don't like my message. First Corinthians 2, 10 to 14. He says that, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Are you with me? So the spirit in a man is like the torchlight that God uses to search the deep things. For what is what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? So now he's telling you that the man has a spirit in him. Can you understand? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things which that, are, that have been freely given to us by God. These things we, we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But look at verse 14. But the natural man, somebody said the natural man. The natural man here is talking about the flesh. But the flesh, so he, the first verse we looked at, he was describing the spirit inside the man that communes with God, that understands what God is saying. That, you see, what I'm telling you now, the thing that is receiving it is not necessarily your flesh, but the spirit of God inside of you. Because the spirit bears witness with our spirit. So that whenever something spiritual comes, he compares spiritual with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God. For their foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because he is spiritually alienated. He is spiritually descended. He cannot understand. That is why it is not very easy for natural carnal people to understand spiritual things. Because spiritual things are foolishness to them. You said to somebody you are fasting, it sounds foolishness to the person. How can you forgo your nice breakfast? Your nice lunch? Your nice dinner? Hallelujah. It, it, it's almost unfathomable for the, 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 the natural man to understand spiritual things. Why do you go to church and spend so long in church? Don't you have important things to do? But the same person can go and sit at the, uh, what do you call it, the hairdresser to do the weave for six, seven, ten hours, and it's not a problem. 
Because they can invest so many hours to their flesh, but they cannot invest the same number of hours to the spirit inside of him or inside of her. How many understand what I've said so far? The natural man inside of him cannot, cannot comprehend spiritual things. So when you fast, you kill the voice of the spirit of the flesh. You silence that voice to allow the spirit to eat. Because when the flesh is eating, the spirit is starving. Hey. <laughs> eh, you didn't like that. Can I say it again? See, sometimes when you're reading the Bible, you feel sleepy because you have eaten too much. <laughs> you don't like my message. message uh, maybe I should go and hide behind the pulpit. The way, the way Stacy is looking at me, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think she, she's liking the message. Hallelujah. I mean, understand what I've said so far. There are some things inside of us that the, 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 the natural man fights. Amen. Number three, the third reason why we need to fast is because there are certain areas of our lives that we need to conquer. And we can only conquer through fasting and prayer. There are certain things, there are some kinds of, of demonic holds. There are some kinds of things that it can only go through fasting and prayer. Matthew 17, 14 to 21. And they came, they, and when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into fire and often into water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long can I bear with you? Bring him here. Bring him to me. Here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out. And the child was cured that very hour. And the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a master seed, you will say to this mountain, be moved from here, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible. However, someone say however. Are you lost? It's Matthew 17, I'm on verse 21. However, this kind Someone say this kind. This kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. There's a kind that doesn't go without fasting and prayer. So if you're a Christian who doesn't fast, it means there are some strongholds. There are some kinds of, of, of holds. There are some kinds of issues that will always defeat you. Jesus was saying to the disciples, however, this kind does not go except through fasting and prayer. Which means that prayer alone cannot do it. 
you need to boost the prayer with some fast for some kinds of strongholds, some kinds of oppositions, some kinds of breakthroughs. You have been trying, you have been praying for something for a while and it is not shifting. Maybe you need to add fasting to it because however, this kind, some kind, doesn't go except through prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. How many understand what I've said so far? Yeah. There are some hard things in your marriage that will only go through fasting and prayer. There are some stubborn issues with your children. This kind doesn't go except through fasting and prayer. There are some challenges in your job, challenges at, uh, in your church, in your ministry, that doesn't go except through fasting and prayer. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. So if we take away the element of fasting, we remove a certain element of power in our Christian life, in our Christian work, in our Christian uh, arsenal. If we take out fasting, we have taken out a big amnesia. Amen. Number, what number am I on? Number four. The fourth reason why we fast is for clarity. You want to take a major decision in life. You want God to, give, God to speak to you. You want clarity of thoughts, precision of thoughts, clarity of mind. You need to clear the noise in your head. How many have some noises in your head? You have a lot of noise in your head. You have a lot of, you know, thoughts, a lot of, you know, whisperings, a lot of things. You, you know, I can do this, maybe this, maybe this. You have a lot of, if you are very analytical, you have a lot of noise in your head. How many, how many are, are very analytical? You think deeply into things. Melancholics are, 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 are waving at me. If you are melancholic, Part of your, is a lot of thinking going on. Sanguines have very little, minimal noise. <laughs> if you are very, you're a deep thinker, you're, you're too, there's a lot of noise. And so that you need to silence. That is how come melancholics don't have a lot of faith. They have to analyze how can these things be? Ma Mary was a melancholic. When the angel appeared to Mary and said to Mary, you shall conceive and bear a son. Say, how can these things be? Seeing that I know not a man. There are some people going, God said, Sarah was a sanguine. When God, the angel came and said to Sarah, said to the husband, your wife, your wife will give birth in her old age. She laughed. Sanguins just laughed. Because everything's funny. <laughs> Cholerics want to analyze quickly and move. Moses was a choleric. She said, go and deliver. Who are you sending with me? Aaron, okay, let's move. But if you have deep thinker, melancholic, there's too much noise in your head sometimes. So you need fasting minimizes the noise. It takes, 
you, you see, how, how, how many know that when you fast, you can't think properly? Give me a wave. Uh, I don't think you have, you have fasted for a long time. But when you fast for a long time, your, your, your body just wants to relax. Your body doesn't function. It's like the brain just calms down. The brain just calms down. Then you see that it's like suspended animation. Everything relaxes. You are not in a hurry to do anything because so because you can't you can't move fast. <laughs> How many know what I'm talking about? You can't move fast. What you are doing is that you see the the the, the flesh, the spirit inside of you is opposite to what the flesh is. When the body is slow, the spirit is very quick. When the body is very fast, the spirit is dead or asleep. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you learn how to, how to kill the desires of the flesh, you are making the, it's like you are, you are taking the spiritual man in you into the gym. Amen. Hey. I'm trying very hard to convince you, but it doesn't look like it's working. So if you want to make any major decision, whether to say yes to the the proposal of the man, you need to. You need clarity of thoughts and precision of mind. And you cannot do that when you are too analytical and too questioning, question, question, question in your head. You need to calm it. How many know that even with uh, uh, this type of yoga type of people, when they want to do major decisions, major, they, they do meditation. What they are doing is they are trying to kill the desire of the flesh, the noise, so that they can, the inner, they can have an inner voice speak to them. It's the same thing. It's a spiritual concept. Amen. Acts 14.23. Acts 14.23. Daniel 9.3. And Daniel 10.3. You see these verses there. Acts 14.23. Say that. So when they had appointed the elders of the church, they prayed with fastings. They commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. Amen. Can you see? The major decision of choosing pastors. What did they do? Fasted and prayed. Daniel 9.3 and Daniel 10.3. Daniel 9.3, quickly. Then I set my face towards the Lord to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Daniel wanted to make a major decision about, because he had read the book, and the book says that but around about this time, the uh, slavery has to come to an end. So it's a major decision to understand what next move do we need to take. And he had to do that through fasting and prayer. Daniel 10, 3. I ate no pleasant food. No meat or wine came to my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all. Till three whole weeks were fulfilled. 
to 21 days were fulfilled. Uh, okay, so, okay, G, am I breaking it down for you? Uh, okay. Moses needed a word from God. He needed to hear God. In Exodus 34, 28. Exodus, so we have seen 21 day fast. Right? Let's look at Moses' type of fast. Exodus 34, 28. So he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water. And he wrote on the tablet the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. So Moses was in the presence of God for 40 days and 40 nights without food and water. Hello? If you have gone and fasted 40 days and 40 nights to get something, and then you come back and they are doing the opposite of what, uh, you will do something bad to them. <laughs> Hallelujah. He needed a word from God. And the way to get that word, because that word was very important, because that word is what has guided us to today. And for him to achieve and to get that word, he needed to fast. You need a word from God. You need a certain direction from God. You need to learn to put your stomach down. Amen. Number, number five. Okay. Number five. So can I stop here or give you the fifth one? And then I'll go to the various types of fast. And I'm conscious of my time. I only have five more minutes. Or we'll do it next week. Do you want us to go on next week? Okay. All right. So, number five. Okay, we end at number five. And then we'll take, pick it up next week. Is that okay? Joe, is that okay? Okay. If Joe says it's okay, then it's okay. We fast when over grief and brokenness. When something happens that grieves your soul. Sometimes the best thing to do is to fast. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 1 through to 4. Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah 1, the word of Nehemiah, son of Hakalia, it came to pass in the month of Cheslov, the twelfth year, I was in Shushan, the citadel, and Hanani, one of my brethren, came to the, with the men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped and who survived the captivity concerning Jerusalem. And he said to me, the survivors are left, who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is broken. Also, the wall is also broken, broken down and the gates are bent with fire. 
So it was when I heard the wo- these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Amen. He fasted over a very bad news. And guess what? After the fast, the Lord gave him a certain way out. God empowered him to lead the rebuilding of the walls. Amen. So you see, Nehemiah fasted and prayed. David also fasted and prayed in 2 Samuel 1.12 when Saul and Jonathan died. The grief made him go into fasting and they mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and Jonathan, his son, for the people of the Lord and the house of Israel because they had fallen by the sword. Hallelujah. Oh, do you understand that? So all these things, all these five things are some of the reasons why we fast. Amen? So as the year starts, we are laying our stomachs down. First of all, what was the first reason? To humble ourselves, to tell the Lord that we cannot do this year successfully without him. The second reason? To tilt the leadership of our lives to the spirit. So that we are not going to be led by our flesh. The Bible says they that are led by the spirit of God. They are what? The sons of God. So this year we need to purpose that we will be led by the spirit of God. Because we are the sons of God. Amen. This is a, a year of divine presence. And you cannot have divine presence without the spirit of God inside of you being enhanced. And that can only be enhanced in fasting and in prayer. Number three. Some areas, there are some defeats that we have walked in previous year. There are some areas that we've had challenges. This time, this year, we are going to attack it with fasting and prayer. Amen. Because this, this kind does not go except by Prayer and fasting. Next one. We need, how many need clarity in 2022? I need to be able to hear from God to make the right decisions. Because see, when you use your faculties to make a decision, you usually make the wrong decisions. In fact, the people who have made it in life are the people who took the right decision when when it was not clear. I don't know whether you understand the English I just said. You, you know, if you take a decision that benefits you today, it's not any major decision. You know, all these people created a computer. At the time they were taking the decision to create the computer, there was nothing to see. So they needed to reach into their spirit, spirit man or whatever, to create that so they need a clarity of thoughts to think ahead of their time. Yeah? The person who created the automobile had to think beyond. The person who created the airplane had to think beyond their imagination at the time. 
so do you. There are some things that you, you can achieve with your life that at the minute your senses and your mindset hasn't got the, 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 the right requisite, uh, uh, what do you call it? What's the word? Faculties to take that decision. So you need to reach out to the spirit of God inside of you to help you make that right decision. Am I making sense? Number Number five is what? See, the Bible says that when we are weak, then he is what? Strong. It says that our, our strength is made perfect in weakness. He strengthens us. He strengthens our weakness. So sometimes we need to break ourselves so that he can strengthen us. And fasting is the best way to break yourself. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And I think it's First Peter 5, 4. And he will lift you up. So when we humble ourselves in fasting and in prayer, we give him the opportunity to lift us up. How many want to be lifted up in 2022? Stand to your feet. Let us pray. Clapping is free, you know. Hey, they want to ask questions. Okay, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down. People have questions. Okay, get a microphone. I can't hear you. Uh, get, just put the microphone on so that uh, people can hear. I said First Peter 5, 4. It's First Peter 5, 6. Okay. So I say again, sorry. At what age should one start fasting? And then what, what kind of people are supposed to fast? Because let's, um, our, I'll say that in the Muslim department, they have the category of people who should fast. Okay. And then, so with Christians, does it apply to us? And then okay, so. At what so, age should one also start fasting? Thank you for the question. Uh, next week, we'll answer your question in full. Because there are seven different types of fasts. Are you with me? There are seven different types of fast. And the age to start fasting is the age of consciousness. Once you are conscious, you can fast. Do you understand what I'm saying? Once you can understand what fasting is, you can fast. Because you can fast your breakfast. So skipping breakfast to lunch is a type of fast. Not eating chocolate it's a type of fast. Not watching TV or going on social media is a type of fast. Are you Anything that you deny yourself because you want to get closer to God is a type of fast. You saw Daniel said, I didn't wash myself. I didn't take a bath for 21 days. That was a type of fast. Don't even get the time to because they say fasting without prayer mm. is not. It's, it's, I don't know if it's 
yeah. Mm. But let's say if you are fasting and you are working throughout the whole day to the extent that even going for a break sometimes become very difficult. How would you be able to go through that kind of a fast? You, 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 you can. You see, one of the things we we'll talk about next week is that one of the things you must do is use the time you eat to pray when you are fasting. And next week I'll prove to you that you spend more than five hours in a day thinking, preparing, and clearing up after eating. On average. I'll prove it to you next. Next. What you think about what you eat, preparing what you eat, eating what you eat, and cleaning up after you have eaten. It it takes about five hours of your day. And real fast is when you have you have you are fasting. That those hours are for God. Are you with me? And you see, even in an environment where you are working and you cannot stop to pray, you can meditate. You don't need to be talking out loud to meditate. Fasting is just bringing your body to the place where you, your mind, your energy, your focus is on God. So, you see, I, I, I'm trying to disabuse our minds from this religious mindset that we have. That anytime you are fasting, you have to pray in the morning. Pray like this, pray like that. That means you are fasting. No, no, no. You can go about your normal duties and still be fasting. Daniel was a, a, a prime minister, you know. And for 21 days, I don't think that the prime minister will, will be on holiday. He has to be working. But he's still able to fast. He, remember, he was praying three times a day. And he was working. Worked for three successive governments. He must have been a very busy man. But he found time to fast and pray. So we can fast and pray. Any other question? Alright. So if you have any more questions, write them down. We'll, we'll look at them next week. Amen.